This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.TV, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. It's like a movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. Hey, welcome to the second hour, everybody. Three minutes past. Top men have allowed me to stay through past 10 o'clock. Just saw something terribly, uh, terribly troublesome there in the instant chat. Nobody calling in because uh, there was a busy signal. We're checking on that right now. Busy. Busy. All right. Well, nobody's going to be calling in. Well, actually, uh, you can if you want to call in like after. No, 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 no. If you want to call in after we do the interview here with Bob Trudnack and we do the prize giveaway, you might have to call in the direct dial. Two one six. 2200966 is the number to call in directly and i believe there was uh, there might have been some billing issue with the 800 number forwarding service there uh right now but uh try uh 2200966 see if that uh comes in otherwise we'll have to restart skype i would imagine that could be it as well uh, no 2162200966 is not a toll free number Uh-oh. deep beef Two two zero zero nine six six. Here we go. All right, so we've checked it out. You would have to call in directly to the contest hotline, the Bat Cave line, 216-220-0966, 216-220-0966. And again, after we do the uh, show here with Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru, we will clear out the prize closet. I want to make sure that my customers are being taken care of. We're all filed in here on a Wednesday evening. And I certainly appreciate that. Get my stuff ready here for uh, the Pitmaster. We'll head on over. All right, as promised, joining me for the After Dark segment tonight is Bob Trudnack. He is the sales and marketing director for the Barbecue Guru, a longtime sponsor of the show. Obviously, if you're any listener of the show, you would know that. 
Uh, he's also the pit master of the Barbecue Guru Competition cooking team. So let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome back in friend of the show, Bob Trudnack. Bob, how are you tonight, buddy? Hey, Greg, how are you? How's it going? Oh, absolutely fabulous, Bob. appreciate you uh, making the time and, of course, moving back a day for me. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's been a little while uh, this past okay. weekend. You know, one of the biggest barbecue competitions on really the whole eastern seaboard as far as number of teams that take part in it. Uh, Pork in the Park, this is the event in Maryland, event you've been going for a little while now. I don't think I'm probably taking too big a shot in the dark here to say that you probably weren't necessarily all that happy with the 43rd overall after the weekend drew to a close but i mean let's keep in mind always i'm always glass half full guy uh, but let's keep in mind here bob that it's 43rd out of 116 teams and you've had a few days away from it now having higher expectations than you probably came out with what's your final take on the event how do you evaluate it well i gotta tell you sandy fulton puts on a fantastic event every year i wouldn't miss it for the world um I expected to be sitting here right now talking about how I did well, and I didn't. <laughs> um, but that being said, I don't know. You know, it's if I turned, if I made mistakes and I turned in bad food, then I would have something to go on and make some changes. But I got to tell you, you know, we turned in four categories, and I was very happy with the four categories. As a matter of fact, um, we had two volunteers come to us after the event and they said that our ribs were spectacular they were the best they've had and uh i always try to put more than six in the box so those two volunteers had our two last ribs and um i gotta tell you the back row of ribs was much better than the front row of ribs hmm. so i made a little mistake there um but overall it was a great time I think I turned in some good food, and it, you know it makes you wonder, but um, you just got to brush yourself off and do the next one. All right, so I mean, when you have a result that you gauge as disappointing because it does differ from team to team, do you chalk it up at this point to the mistress that is competition barbecue, or did you have any real issues uh, that you had to contend with during the cook that maybe you didn't anticipate? No, there, there was little issues, but nothing we couldn't handle. Um, I, I do chalk it up to that. Uh, you know, I look at every team, every great team has an event like this. And I looked at some of, some of the best teams in that competition there, and I saw them come in in the middle of the pack, and it makes you wonder. But you know what? It is competition barbecue. It, there's a little bit, there's a lot of skill, and there's some luck that goes in, you know, that's involved there. And uh, all you can do is, like I said, brush yourself off and do the next one and, and try to win every event you go to. Um, that's all you can do. Bob Trudnack joining us here on the show, pitmaster of the Barbecue Guru competition cooking team. TheBBQGuru.com is the website. We're talking about Pork in the Park that took, past, uh, that took place this past weekend. All right, so let's go ahead, Bob, and take a look at the categories by turn-ins. And by no means am I trying to uh, bring up these numbers in any harsh or mean ways but you know we'll, re, we'll kind of evaluate them and, and see where you were chicken first uh first one that's called out you finished 66 in chicken so right around middle of the pack uh yeah. is chicken from what i understand from a lot of competition cooks that while it seems to be like the most easily accessible meat to practice on it seems to be an achilles heel of a lot of teams how do you guys do in chicken just in general and this was not the worst score that you had over the weekend but obviously one of the lower ones Right, right. 
Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, we struggle in chicken like a lot of teams. And I, I felt like toward the end of or the middle of our last season, we stepped it up. We stepped up our presentation. We stepped up you know, a little bit in flavor. And we started doing well. And and our chicken did fantastic at the Jack. We took uh, fourth in chicken. Mm-hmm. So we thought we had everything handled, and we did everything the same exact way. And um, where did it take? 66. So I, I don't know. You can't judge your food on one competition result. you, you got to take that into the next few competitions and see how it does. Uh, you, you know, you can't just say, okay, I did 66 in chicken, even though it did great in the, in the last four contests of last season, now i got to change everything. You don't do that. You do your chicken the same exact way again and see how it does, and then you do it the same exact way at the next competition. And you kind of evaluate it over the next few competitions, and then you make a tweak or a change. That was going to be one of my questions that I was going to ask you here. So uh, way to, to jump ahead and uh, answer that right in the, the flow of questioning. Uh, do, you, do you guys test your, and taste test your food before you put it in the box? Absolutely. I, I bite every piece of meat before it goes in that box. Maybe that's why we didn't do good because there was bites taken out of all our entries. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yes, I taste everything. And I think... Any good cook will tell you, whether you're cooking at home or you're cooking a competition, you taste your food, and you see where it is, and you see where you need to make changes to make it the best possible food for the audience, for your backyard party, for the judges, for whatever you're doing. So everything that goes in that box gets tasted. All right, so let's uh, move on to the ribs. You finished 30th out of 116 teams, so well above the, the chicken score. Do you guys uh, prefer to cook the spare ribs, uh, St. Louis style, or do you do baby backs? I do spares. Um, I, I buy my spares, and I trim them myself, and uh, I've always done well with spares. I, I cooked baby backs my first year or two in competition and decided I wanted to try spares, and I liked it. I got good results, and I stuck with it. And I think you can cook a, a good spare rib just as good, if not better, than a baby back. Do you see any trending at all to judges preferring one over the other, or does it typically come down to the way it's cooked? You know, i got to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know a, lo- a lot of teams turn in spares. I don't know a lot of teams in KCBS that turn in baby backs. But no matter what you're cooking, it's the quality of the meat and it's your end product that's going to give you the result. So how did the ribs come out for you? What did, what did you think? Oh, I think they were spectacular. Um, every time we cook ribs, I strive for layers of flavor. And without getting too involved, uh, you know, I want, to, I want to hit the mark on four different flavors or four different um, elements of flavor. And we did that, and I was very happy with it. So uh, the fact that it came in 30th, what are you going to do? I'm going to cook those same exact ribs at the next event and the next event and the next event. All right, Pork, best finish overall during the course of the weekend. You have just missed top 10 by one spot. You finish 11th. Uh, Do you do Boston butts? Are you doing uh, whole shoulders or picnics? What are you you guys cooking? Uh, We do Boston butts. Um, and this was an interesting category for us because we decided we were going to, we always cook two butts. 
And this competition, I decided I'm going to throw an extra butt in there. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to do two butts the old way and one a new way. And I was—I really had high hopes for the new way. And I, when, when I tasted the pork, I decided I was going to stick with our traditional pork butt and not go with the new one. And, I, and I've cooked it. I've done some practice cooks with it, and I really liked it. But when it came down to it at the, on that moment, that day, I decided to go with our traditional pork butt, and it ended up doing not too bad. Hmm. So the gut feeling wins out on that one. What's that? <laughs> so, so the gut feeling kind of wins out on that one. Yeah, 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 exactly. The gut feeling wins out. Do you guys inject pork butts? We do. All right. Who do you use? There seems to be three or four different injection, uh, injection manufacturers. Are you guys using something that's uh, just specific to your own recipe? Yeah, actually, yeah, this is uh, nothing commercial. Oh, okay. Putting in the butts. Something that could see on the barbecue guru shelves at some point. You, you may see it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? You never know. I'm not sure. All right, so then we move down to the brisket category. Uh, lowest finish of the weekend, 72nd out of 116 teams. You cook? Are you cooking uh, whole packers? Are you cooking flats? you cooking a combination? No, I'm cooking whole packer briskets. Uh, I'm cooking primes. They're very, very good briskets. Um, we, we did pretty good in brisket last year, and our presentation scores weren't as great as our taste and tenderness so you know kenny and i decided to uh play around with our presentation and that really <laughs> seemed to work so we cook a we do a new presentation we do a couple of local contests in pennsylvania we do the royal invitation only open we do the jack we don't do too bad and then what's interesting about it is kenny who's on our team, Kenny Baker, he goes out to Arizona to do a cooking class for one of our dealers. And he goes out there to help them with a competition. So it's kind of like work and vacation. So he goes out there and helps them, and he does this brisket presentation, the same presentation we've been doing for five contests, and he gets disqualified. And he gets disqualified because they said it was you know, a form of marking. And we were blown away. He called me, texted me right away, and said, we got disqualified in brisket. So it was, it was very interesting to see the kind of events that took place afterwards. You know, we went through all kinds of phone calls and emails, and um, it turns out that we now, if we're going to do this presentation, we have to show the reps a picture of our presentation and they need to make a decision there on the spot before the contest whether they think it's going to be judged legal or not is this because it's so far out of the norm to what people are doing that they think I, you're I going yeah, out of your way yeah. to set your box apart yeah yeah we're kind of oh. uh um on the edge of what could be legal or illegal i guess but um you know we're just trying to make things different you know, we're always trying to be creative and make things a little different than the norm and and try to get ahead that way. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, and uh, I'm not on the team, so I can't sit here and pretend like I'm uh, just as irritated as you guys were because getting DQ'd is, can really kill your chances of, of winning, obviously, that particular category, but then, of course, right. uh, the competition itself. If right. If we always talk about 
competition barbecue evolving and the evolution and how people never used to inject, but now they're injecting. Uh, the one thing that I've been discussing over the last year is how competition cooking classes have potentially started to vanilla flavor profiles because a lot of people are learning what they do in class and immediately applying it to their next right. competition that that person that just taught them might also be at. And you guys are uh, now trying to do exactly the opposite, press it out a little bit, change it right. up and make it a little bit more original, and now potentially being uh, disqualified, well, not even potentially, but getting disqualified uh, for having a little bit more originality. I mean, it has to be ridiculous. It is. It is. And, um, you know, I wasn't there for the event. It wasn't under our team name. Um, he went out to help somebody else, did the brisket, and that happened. And, you know, we were upset. Um, and I, it, all I can say is, you know, I, I guess it's it's on us a little bit for pushing the envelope. But, you know, if the rules are cut and dry, uh, then that it's a shame that this got disqualified at one event and did well at five other events, mm -hmm. including two, you know, big events, right. the Royal and the Jack. And then we did, we did the same exact presentation at this, at Pork in the Park, and it did not get disqualified. Now, it didn't do well, but to be honest with you, our presentation scores were better than our taste and tenderness. Hmm. <laughs> so... Who knows? Uh, Bob Trudnack joining us here, pitmaster of the Barbecue Guru competition cooking team, also sales marketing director for the Barbecue Guru, and we'll get onto that side here in just a minute. Uh, Bob, you guys ever played around or thought about trying out, maybe you have already, this uh, phenomenon of Wagyu beef, and what seems to have a monopoly on this is the Snake River Farms product. Yeah, yeah, I have. I think it's a great product, um, and we've used it in competition, and I've compared it to what we're doing now at the same competition. At, at a competition, I've compared Prime against Wagyu. And I think for us that the Primes are just working. Um, you know, not to knock the Wagyu, I think it's phenomenal. But for our particular method, for our style of cooking, the, the Prime seems to do better than the Wagyu by just a touch. So we decided to stick with the primes. How many competitions do you guys plan on doing this year, Bob? Uh, we'll probably do um, 10 to 12 events, local, like state competitions. We uh, decided to get into the Sam's Club Series. So we know we're doing one of those at least. Um, and then we'll see what that brings us. That may bring us you know, some championships or not. We'll see. So what is the biggest change or what is the biggest change that you have made, you know, when you first got into doing competition barbecue to where you're at today? What, what's some of the biggest changes that you have made to the repertoire that the team has made to the repertoire uh, from where you began to where you're at today? Um, just continuing to organize, continuing to be consistent, uh, continuing to, you know, keep the quality um, and try and, and, and try new things, but obviously not at a competition, but always strive to do your best. Like third place pork is great, but what can I do to bring it over the edge? How can I make that first place? What little thing can I do? You, you gotta just be conscious of your flavors, be conscious of, um, you know, every little thing you do, the look, the appearance, um, just keep on top of everything 
keep things consistent and kind of know when you're doing well, don't try to change things. And when you're not doing well, make small changes to, to, to take that next step toward doing a little bit better. Don't completely change what you're doing. Don't do what somebody else is doing. You know, keep to your um, to your methods, to your philosophies of of cooking good barbecue, and just go out there and do your best every time. But keep it simple, um, and make small changes if you need to. Stay organized, and be repetitive. Do you think, Bob, that that's what really separates some of the top teams out there is that probably 85, maybe even 90% of competition cooking teams that take place at an event over the weekend, if they get a third-place brisket or, hell, if they get a call, that makes the weekend for them. And then there's a different strata, there's a different portion or a percentage of teams out there weekend in, weekend out that see that third place. Let's say they're satisfied to a certain degree, but as you said, they're reviewing what do we do? What was the process? What was the flavor profile? Did it meet all of these criteria? Because they want to continually press to get first and everything and get that reserve or the grand championship call. Is that what's separating a lot of the teams from uh, you know everybody else in the upper upper echelon? Yeah, I, I guess it could be. You, you go through an evolution. You know, you do your first contest. You're excited. You're out there to have fun. Maybe you're out there with your buddies or your wife or your or your husband and you're just happy you're cooking barbecue, and you're at a competition. And, and you you want to keep that no matter what level you're at. You want to keep the fun. It, it, when you stop enjoying it, then stop cooking competition barbecue. But th- there's certain levels of expectation. Your first couple contests, you want to get a trophy. And then you say, okay, I can do this. I can compete. And now I want to try to bring another category up into the trophy level. And now I want to bring the third one. Now I'll bring the fourth one. So it's keeping your four categories up in the top 20% or the top 10% every time. How are you going to do that? That's going to get you the wins. And, you know, and winning isn't everything. I I enjoy cooking barbecue. It's my life. I love it. I'm very competitive, and our team is very competitive. But, you know, look at what happened this weekend, and I'm still happy. I'm still having a good time. I'm still thrilled I'm involved in barbecue. And um, so, you know, stay happy, love what you're doing, and and just try to keep everything up there consistently. Bob Trudnack joining us here on the show, pitmaster of the Barbecue Guru Competition cooking team. Where's the team going to be at next, Bob? Uh, we're going to be local, actually. We're only going to be a few miles away from – our shop at Green Lane, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's a, I think it's a three or four year old event, uh, put on by a local fire company. Um, it's hosted by some great people. Smaller competition, probably 40 to 50 range. Um, but it, it's a local event. It's a lot of fun. I'm very excited about getting out there and doing it. All right, so kind of switching gears up here, Bob, as I had mentioned before a couple times, you're also the sales marketing director for the uh, the same team name, Barbecue Guru. Yes. Pit, 
temperature control devices, biggest claim to fame, the flagship products, if you will, the company that really invented this whole thing uh, that some other companies have tried to piggyback onto. Uh, You have four different models to choose from. Uh, If the people out there, there seems to actually be quite a a big crowd for a Wednesday, which typically doesn't happen because the show's usually on Tuesday. Uh, But for the people that know about the pit temperature control devices that the Guru makes, kind of give us a little pitch about each one of them, what they can do, and, and potential price points. Okay. Um, well, right now we have four models. We have our NanoQ, which is our entry-level control. Um, it has a pit probe. There's no display on it. So we're trying to keep it simple, we're trying to keep it inexpensive so we do not put a display. You would, you would use your analog or dial thermometer to read your temperature, but you can set your NanoQ in five-degree increments. Um, that's going to be you know, right around the 200 mark. Um, we have our DigiQ, which is the most popular model, um, and that has a pit probe and a food probe. It's got a bright red LED display. You have over and under temperature alarms, meat done alarm, um, all kinds of great features. And people love this control because it's simple, and you can see your temperatures from a good distance. It scans back and forth between pit and food. Very reliable. Uh, like I said, that's the most popular. Our CyberQ uh, has the capability of running two cookers. So uh, when you purchase it, you can purchase it with either one fan and adapter or two fans and two adapters. comes with a set of probes. You can buy a second set of probes for it and run two different cookers at any temperatures you like from one control. That also has a PC application. Um, and you can, it uses USB communication, so you can actually view and control your cooker from a PC, laptop, you can get uh, cell phone updates, you can get text messages, emails, uh, things like that. And then we have our ProCom 4, which has been around quite a while, but it still is our high-end control, it's the most expensive, and that's true radio control. So it comes wireless, you have a handheld, a base station, a pit probe and three food probes. And you can actually change and view your temperatures from up to 600 feet away line of sight. Um, So that's our four controls. We have our Onyx oven, which is our wonderful smoker that I've been using for two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have some really interesting things coming out in the next uh, six months to a year, which I really can't discuss in detail. No scoop, no scoop tonight, huh? No, nah, little fees, <laughs> but uh, we'll be able to talk about it very soon. All right. Um, for the cookers, I would imagine because of the flagship products, the Onyx oven, uh, yeah. is, is the uh, the Caldera also an available, or is that getting phased out? The Cal- Caldera Tallboy is getting phased out. It is. Um, the Onyx oven's taking over. It's our new newer smoker. Um, it is a cabinet style smoker. Um, heavy-duty latches, it is double wall, it has four shelves, a nice firebox that holds 12 pounds of charcoal. Uh, the unique thing about it is it's lightweight. I'm talking 85 to 90 pounds, but it's extremely efficient. On seven pounds of charcoal, we're getting 25-plus hours of cooking time. Wow. And you can use it in three ways. You can use it direct, like you're grilling. 
You can use it indirect with a water pan for a moist cook, or you can use it indirect with a stone board for a dry cook. So it's very versatile, lightweight. You won't have to worry about getting up in seven or eight hours to check your temperatures. It's going to stay rock, rock steady. Uh, it's made to use with our controls, and uh, I'm very, very happy with it. We're using them in competitions, and uh, we're selling them like crazy now. Got a nice heavy-duty firebox now, too. We upgraded our firebox um, so that no matter the temperature, well, you want to keep this thing 300, 325, 350, or under. Um, and we have a nice heavy-duty firebox, four stainless shelves, and it's a great cooker. Bob Trudnack joining us here on the show. Bob, I'm getting a couple uh, emails and some private messages uh, for the instant chat. For people that are looking to get into a particular pit temperature controlled device, is it best okay. for them to just kind of call in and tell you what they have? Are they able to piece it together on the website? What's the best way for them to go about uh, picking one out if they don't already have one or have a knowledge base to draw from? Either way. I mean, we're more than happy to talk to you on the phone. You can kind of breeze through the website, look at the different controls. We have uh, on our homepage, we have a nice recommended uh, fan and adapter section where you can view your cooker in alphabetical order and tells you what fan and adapter to get. Uh, the controls, it's really up to you. How many features do you want? What do you want to spend? Once you decide on the control you like, then you pick your fan and adapter for your particular cooker. Um, give us a call. Look through the website. We're more than happy to help you. He is Bob Trudnack, the sales and marketing director for the Barbecue Guru, also the pitmaster of the Barbecue Guru competition cooking team. And again, you can find him on the web, thebbqguru.com, or you can call him toll-free from your phone, 800-288-GURU. Bob, I always appreciate the time, and we'll hook up again soon. All right, Greg. It was great talking to you. Bro. All right. Take care. There he is. Not only great friend of the show, but great sponsor of the show, Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru. Make sure you check him out. Look, uh, folks, you love the show, of course. People always asking, sending me emails during the course of the week or, uh, you know, we're chatting it up on Facebook or going back and forth on Twitter asking me, you know, what, what could we do for the show? Is there anything we can do for the show? There's only one thing you need to do for the show. Uh, first, if you know anybody in a high-ranking position that does a syndication of radio shows, uh, turn them on to the show. That's number one. Second, of, I'm, I'm just kidding, by the way. Uh, the first thing that you can do is go to the Barbecue Central Radio Network website kind of scroll down a little bit and you'll see banner ads of people that sponsor the show their companies you have the barbecue guru you have steven defranco jewelers you have yoder smoky mountain barbecue you have fred's music and barbecue all of these great people that have really gone out on a limb on an internet radio show i mean how ridiculous is that first of all uh, but they have found value in the show. They know what they're getting. They're a target market. We're all interested in barbecue, whether you do it on podcast side, uh, Willie, or whether you're doing it here live and direct every Tuesday. It's Wednesday night, but every Tuesday, typically. Patronize the sponsors first and foremost. If you're looking for accessories, Barbecue Guru just isn't a Onyx cooker and pit temperature control devices. They have a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life either. Same with everybody else. Frequent the sponsors. This helps the show continue, and uh, we continue to grow together. So 
That's all I can tell you. If you want to help me, that's a, I don't need your money. I appreciate all the sauce and the rubs and the free stuff that people uh, will send me on a daily basis. Believe me, I appreciate that. But the biggest thing that you can do if you're asking, and it's a question I get all the time, what can I do for the show? Frequent the sponsors. If you love the show, you want it to continue, that's all I ask. Just frequent the sponsors. Let them know. Hey, heard you about you on the show. You're doing a great job, and uh, we like the show. Blah, blah, blah. All right, let's go ahead and clear out the prize closet uh, if you want. 216-220-0966. I'm going to write that here on the chat board, too, because I have a feeling this is where the majority of the calls are going to be coming from. 216-220-0966. Uh, we do have Draper's Barbecue Rub and Sauce Prize Pack. We also have the Smoky Oakies suite of products and then the old standby stuff as well, the barbecue uh, stuff from Cosmos. We also have the wine-infused Oakwood products from Greenleaf Barbecue, Frog Mats. We have El Capitan, Santa Maria-style barbecue products, all of that stuff. And it looks like we're going to start giving it away here in one second. All right. Uh, we go to area code 603. You're on the Barbecue Central radio show. Name and where you're calling from. Calling from Hudson, New Hampshire. And your name, sir? Anthony Martino. Anthony, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. All right. Uh, Anthony, we have a bunch of stuff to give away tonight. Did you have your eyes on something in particular? No, I didn't. Just uh, First time listening to the show. I think it's great, and uh, we'll continue to listen. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, just to kind of incentivize you to continue to listen even next week, we have a, uh, a special gift pack, a bottle of sauce and a bottle of rub from an up-and-coming sauce company here, Draper's Barbecue. Is that something you might have interest in, Anthony? Sure, why not? All right, this is what you need to do. Email me your shipping info, uh, greg at com, and then uh, Shane at Drapers will send along the prize pack. You'll enjoy it, trust me. Okay, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. BBQ Show.com. Dot com. Okay. Got it? Well, all right, buddy. Thanks for calling we'll in tonight. Thanks. All right. It's Anthony, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Area code 863, naming where you're calling. Hello. Mr. Ricky. Yes. Chad Ward with you at Barbecue. Oh, Chad, baby. Chadley, what's up, brother? Well, I called my shot, wanted to hear myself. So, sounding <laughs> good. Um,. Really want no prize. Just wanted uh, 30 seconds to thank everybody at Pork in the Park for all the help they gave us this weekend. How much help was that, by the way? Uh, George Hensler was was great, great help. Uh, Julie from Swamp Pit, they, they were great help. We just we just had a lot of fun and, and a lot of great people that really pitched in and, uh, and helped us out. So what did you think, traveling up from Florida, doing the pork in the park? I mean, absolutely crappy weather from all accounts. And you were also kind of double team. Man, it, it just is double entendre night. You also had another whiskey bent barbecue team working the Venice, Florida event, which you guys won, right? Yes. So we, we've always prided ourselves on having a bit of a program that, you know, we feel like we, we know how to cook it. We, we can put it on paper, and, and any anybody on our team could execute it, and, and we proved that this weekend. Um, Jared Jared Hatcher and Joel Van stayed down here in Florida, um, and we were missing a really key member, Dan Williams. He got sick, 
and I couldn't make it this weekend, but they cooked Florida and uh, and, and beat the, the old Myron mix and Myron took reserve and we beat them by seven points down here. And then, you know, me and Matt Van went up to Pork in the Park and it was, it, it was a, it was a very tough set of a set of, a set of weather elements, but we gave it our best and uh, just the best people though. I mean, we had a really good time. It was really nice people. Everybody, you know, went out of their way to make sure we had what we needed to compete. And it just really talks volumes about this barbecue community. Something you'd go back to again next year if you had the opportunity, Chatters? Absolutely. Um, what we're hoping to do is convince Fred from Tasty Licks, since he's a GMG dealer, to not have to compete next year, but we can just kind of do something together. So we can still cook on GMG cookers, and he can still get his name out there, and we can all still have a good time. So we'll see. But uh, Fred Bernardo, if you'd be open to it, we'd love to do it next year. All right. He is the pit master of Whiskey Bent Barbecue. It's Chad Ward. I appreciate you calling in tonight, buddy. Take care, Greg. Have a good evening. There he is, Chad. Chadley and I, we go back and forth on uh, Facebook and on Twitter quite a bit. It's very fun. He's a great guy. Met him in person last summer, and uh, hopefully we do that again uh, this coming year. We go to area code 704, naming where you're calling from. Hey, Greg. It's Wayne. I'm out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Wayne. How are you tonight? Ah, doing great. How are you? I'm absolutely fabulous, Wayne. Thanks for asking. Uh, We've given away the Draper's Barbecue Prize Pack, but we do have... The Smoky Okies suite of products. I don't know if you're into injecting. Uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff. First of all, are you in, are you at all interested in the Smoky Okies stuff? We can kind of build from there. Um, I'm actually kind of leaning towards the uh, wine-infused oak. All right. From Green Leaf Barbecue, wine-infused oakwood products. GreenleafBBQ.com. That's Tim Bryan over there, I uh, believe, north of San Francisco, somewhere like that, over there on the left coast. So, uh, Wayne, all you need to do, send me your shipping information, greg at com, and we'll get you hooked up with the Greenleaf barbecue stuff. Thanks, Greg. Enjoying your show tonight. Appreciate all right, thanks. It. There he is, Wayne. Getting a good smattering of folks calling in New Hampshire, uh, Florida. We've had... Uh, I believe you said North Carolina, Wayne. So uh, still a bunch of stuff. If you're interested, 877-448-0433. Thanks for all the first-time listeners in tonight. Appreciate you. Great job, again, by uh, Chad Ward. And uh, all of the good boys over there at Whiskey Bend Barbecue doing a split, uh, uh, what do you call that, a split squad, if you will. One up in Maryland, one down there in Venice. I believe uh, last year in Venice, they finished reserve grand champion, uh, second only to Rub Bagby of Swamp Boys fame. And this year, we're able to better up and win the whole damn thing in Venice. So that's outstanding. Way to go, boys. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Looks like we got another email. Um... Hey, here's going to be a great prize pack coming in from uh, Jim uh, James Tyndall. Looks like we're going to be getting our hands on some maple and oak mojo bricks, I believe they're called. If you haven't seen those, Google it, mojo bricks. Let's go to area code 704, naming where you're calling from. Uh, Mike Scruggs, Gaffney, South Carolina. Hey, Mike, how are you tonight, buddy? 
Good. How's it going? Uh, it's going absolutely fabulous, Mike. Appreciate you calling in tonight. We have some prizes to give away. Uh, first thing that I would like to mention to you uh, off the bat in the prize closet is the uh, Smoky Okies suite of products. Do you have any interest or do you inject in something you would like to try out? Yeah, sure. That'd be great. All right. So you're going to have to pick which one you want. We have a two-pound bag of the Smoky Okies Sweet Smoking Swine Brine Pork and Rib Inject. Have you uh, ever injected your ribs, Mike? Uh, no. All right. Well, we don't have to, but you can use it uh, with uh, with pork as well. Uh, there's also, you can choose for a one-pound bag of Smoky Oki's Bark Pork Injection, which makes the inside taste like the bark of the outside. Or you can choose a one-pound bag of Smoky Oki's, say it with me, deep beef. Pork in, uh, beef injection, sorry. And that puts the deep beef into your brisket. Uh, which one would you like? Uh, let's try the beef injection. All right, beef injection. It is the deep beef injection. Mike, all you need to do is send me your shipping information, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com, and we'll get you hooked up. Okay, thanks, man. All right, thanks for calling in tonight, Mike. There you go. Awesome. There you go. All right, we are pretty much all set for tonight. So I'm going to thank my first hour guest. That was Craig Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. We're talking about wieners. Like wieners. Also, he was there for the third segment, too. Talking about more wieners. Nobody called in for the fourth segment free-for-all, but you got me for 10 minutes, so that's good. And then thanks to Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru, sales and marketing director from that company, also the pitmaster of the namesake. Talking about Pork in the Park from last week. And to my listeners for calling in and grabbing up the free prizes. Outstanding. All right, we got a show that is jam-packed next week with a special guest by the name of Ken Hess from Big Bob Gibson's is going to be joining us as well as a cast of thousands. Hopefully you'll be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.